uh, I, I do need to take a little bit better care of myself. I think I, I've gained 100 pounds wow. since starting the company. Um, and that's been, that's because I sacrificed, and I, I can't blame the company completely for this, but basically when it was a decision between something that was healthy and something that was gonna help the company, I was always, let's help the company. Yep. I don't think I'm delegating as effectively as I should. I think that it's, it's partially just habit. So the first nine months, if something, if I didn't do something, something didn't get done, because it was just me. And then all of a sudden, it was just a couple of us, and I'm the type of person where I'm all in. Like, I, if, if the company dies, like, I will probably die. Like, I don't, I don't think really, but like, I, I'm, I'm not You're the last guy in. off the ship. Right, yeah, exactly. I'm going down with it, right? Yeah. Um, Welcome to 14 Minutes of SaaS, the show where you can listen to the stories and opinions of founders of the world's most remarkable SaaS scale-ups. Episode two of a three-part interview with Patrick Campbell, SaaS pricing guru and CEO and founder of ProfitWell, recorded in SaaS stock in Dublin. Patrick talks about how business analytics have evolved to give you nice graphical representations of your data, but they haven't really evolved to the point where it actively solves those problems for you. It leaves far too much work in the hands of the client, he argues. He feels that ProfitWell will enter into a number of domains over time from customer success to business intelligence, and Patrick has the self-awareness and the courage to open up about his weaknesses too. He found it tough to learn to delegate and he feels he should look after his health better. I was looking at the category and it's kind of just you in chart mobile in the, in the right part of the chart there on the G2 yeah. crowd and, 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 you, and you're beating them on, on practically every single uh, attribute. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to beat them up. They're doing very well, but it's just what I see. Um, so I, I was thinking about that. That you went, you went from pricing to subscription analytics. And for me, subscription analytics is, is is one key part of 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 the software they kind of cram into the customer success mm. domain. Do you see yourselves? And it is a part of customer success. Yeah. Do you see yourselves um, kind of broadening into a kind of a full? kind of uh, play against a gain side and all those guys that are in that space? Or, um, or do you think you'll, you, you'll, yeah. you'll double down in that area? I think, and this is gonna, this is like a roundabout way of answering that question. I think that, let me take a step back. When you look at sure. BI, when you look at analytics, right? The past decade and a half has been like, oh cool, we have all this data, let's collect all this data. And the past five, 10 years has been about, great, I'm gonna take all your data and I'm gonna give you a bunch of graphs. Sure. Right. Think yeah. about Domo. Like Domo, literally is designed to have a bunch of different little graphs. And sure. you look at sixty graphs, and you scroll through your graphs, and you basically are like, "Cool. Like <laughs> I have my graphs. What's this problem? That graph doesn't look right. This graph looks right. Yeah. That's not business intelligence. That's no. like graphing intelligence, right? Sure. Sure. And I and I I'm, I say that a little aggressively, but because it's it's a tough problem. Yeah. Getting all that data into charting and analytics is really really tough. Sure. But it's getting easier, and the real problem is how do we identify what's wrong with your business and then tell you? Not, hey, this graph looks different than this graph, yeah. but how do we tell you, listen, every month you dip right now, it's okay. It happens every month. Or 
for some reason every month you go up here and you're going down right now, something's wrong. And then how do we connect that to, great, now you can fix this yourself or we have a product that does this for you. Okay. And then eventually getting to a point where we just, you turn it on and we solve your growth, right? Now that's the extreme, like that's gonna take a while to develop. Sure. sure. But I think for us, like, I, I don't know, I think we will be in the customer success space specifically with our retained product. Um, we're building active churn features right now. Right now it just handles delinquent churn. But I think that is, I don't, it's not gonna look like Gainsight. Like it's not gonna oh, look yeah, like I just picked them up. I just picked them yeah, up. and I don't, yeah. know, I don't know if you're gonna, like, cause, cause there it's like, there's a lot of toggles and WYSIWYG editors and all this other stuff. And I think for us, because of the wisdom of the data, like we know best. And we know, we, we know best because we can say, hey, director of customer success, like I know you think that 30 days of usage is good, but really you need 45 to be successful because of what we've seen in the data we've crunched for you. Okay. And I think right now, Gainsight and Tatango and some of the other products, they're more like, you have to think, and the data should be able to tell you that for you. So I think that's that's the larger like vision, and I think that's gonna end up putting us in a bunch of spaces, and I don't know, I, frankly, this is something we're trying to figure out, does that mean we're like the next wave of business intelligence? Does that mean we are in a bunch of spaces? You know, we're in the analytics space and the customer success space. I'm not really sure yet. Um, we're trying to figure that out <laughs> while changing our name. So that's, uh, yeah, never change your name. Get your name right the first time. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I'd imagine it's a big deal. <laughs> well, I, I think we, we did it at the it right time. Cre creates a bit of confusion, but if you do it early, it's not too bad, is it? Yeah, we, I think we did it at the right time, and we'll probably rationalize that we did it the best way we could. I doubt that's gonna be real, though, so. So what would you like to be better at yourself, personally? Oh my God, so many things. Um, <laughs> today, I think there's two big things. One, um, I don't think I'm delegating as effectively as I should. I think that it's it's partially just habit. So the first nine months, if something, if I didn't do something, something didn't get done, because it was just me. And then all of a sudden, it was just a couple of us, and I'm the type of person where I'm all in. Like, I, if, if the company dies, like, I will probably die. Like, I don't I don't think really, but like, I, I'm, I'm not far You're the last guy in. off the ship. Right, yeah, exactly, I'm going down with it, right? Yeah. Um, I think some people, like, this isn't their life, and that's fine, like, I don't, I, they might judge me, I don't really judge them. But I think for me, um, delegating has been something that's been tough because there's a certain way based on like my, my background and like the context I have on the customer that I think things should be done. And thankfully, we have some phenomenal like leaders on product and sales that can kind of, I don't have to worry about that stuff. Yeah. But on stuff like marketing and operations, we don't have any senior leadership. And we just started building our marketing team this year. So there's a lot of just like storming. There's just a lot of like, hey, like why are we focused on this? Well, they weren't set up for success to understand what they should focus on. It's not that what they did was bad, it just wasn't probably the right direction, but now we lost a month, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of that going on and I don't know if it's exactly delegating. I think it's related to it. I think it's also related to just alignment. That's the biggest thing is like just you need to say things so many times for it to get to cross and you need to almost like almost like convince everyone in the company individually that this is the right direction and that's so hard and a lot of times I don't have patience for it because I'm just like well you should just see this you should just see this <laughs> yeah and like they can't it's not their fault it's just it's in my head and I haven't explained it to them right um, I think that's a big thing I think the other thing that I think about 
Uh, I, I do need to take a little bit better care of myself. I think I, I've gained 100 pounds wow. since starting the company. Um, and that's been, that's because I sacrificed, and I, I can't blame the company completely for this, but basically when it was a decision between something that was healthy and something that was gonna help the company, I was always, let's help the company. Yep. And now I'm starting to realize at 60 people that my energy is super, super important. And I'm, I'm very capable of you know, all-nighters and all that kind of stuff. I don't do those as sure. much as I did you know, in the beginning. But I think that that's a big thing because all of a sudden the energy, the types of things that I need to do, meetings, conversations with people, discussions with people, persuading people, all of those things are gonna take a lot more of my energy than going and crushing some content and blog posts, which I, I feel like I'm good at and I can do in an introverted way. So those are two things. I don't know if that was too personal, but hopefully that was helpful. More personal, the better. Yeah, Patrick. yeah, yeah. Hopefully it helps the, the people that are listening. Yeah. Absolutely. Now you're, uh, you're, you're a fairly young guy and you've been, uh, you've been in, you know, locked inside this rocket ship and obviously working very hard listening to there. Um, you know, but you're also a guy that has a lot of interest as we established earlier. If you couldn't do this any longer, and of course, it sounds like you can't even imagine that. But if you couldn't, yeah. what would you do? That's such a tough question, I think. I think there's a lot of things. I know, so for example, I was just telling Ryan from G2 Crowd because he's, he, when he was in college, he was a flight attendant. I spent and when an I told, hour today as well. What? I spent an hour with Yeah, when today. I told him, I, I, said, I, I said, hey, I don't know, I, you obviously don't know this, but I've always said that after ProfitWell, I want to go be a flight attendant for a year. Really? Yeah, just because I think that like, win or fail, um, it's it's one of those things where I just want to, you know. Experience it. I just want to, because I, I fly all the time, I travel a lot. I, I've always worked in college and high school in the service industry in some capacity. And I think it would just be a really good uh, palate cleanse. Because you're doing something, it's physical, but there's like a mental element to it. I don't know, it'd be interesting. Um, I don't know, I think in one life I would be a, like a professor, I think. Uh, but I just couldn't stand like academic politics, I think, so that would be tough. Uh, I actually, before, um, if I wasn't gonna go into like work, I was actually gonna try and go get my doctorate. Oh wow. Um, and I think that, I'm glad I didn't because I realized when some of my friends went to get masters and doctorates that that is, it's a, it's a tough academic world. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I have a really good so, answer. So it sounds like you found your, uh, you, found, you found the thing that you love Already. I like yeah. I like the I like building. So I think that I could do something that felt like I was building with a team. So most of my friends are with the company in some capacity. Like I have friends outside of the company, but it's it's mainly just them at the company. And so, and that's kind of how my dad was. Like his, my dad didn't have a lot of friends except the guys he worked with, right? Uh, and he was in the military, and it was like the guys he served with and stuff. And so I think for me, that's. That's just kind of where I find my friends and my interaction. Because I think I'm an introvert. I, I know it doesn't seem like that, but I, being extroverted drains so much of my energy. I don't get a lot of energy from like being out here and being gregarious. Um, actually, I, I like being alone. <laughs> um, and uh, and what do you get from coming? So for you, what are what are the reasons that you know attract you to great events like SaaS Talk? What yeah. are the what are the I things think that you get? I think it gives me an opportunity. So I love speaking. Um, which is a little ironic given the introvert because I think it gives me a chance to speak the truth or speak my truth. And for us, our success really comes from understanding the truth, right? So if I can present that and I can 
say, listen, I know a lot of people are giving you advice today. Here's what the truth is, you know, from this. And it's not that that advice is wrong. It's just that here's the data. You should act accordingly based on your business. In the next and final episode of our mini-series with Patrick Campbell, he reveals his real ambition and gives a strong indication that ProfitWell will not be bootstrapped forever. You've been listening to 14 Minutes of SaaS. Thanks to Mike Quill for his creativity and problem-solving skills and to Katsu for the music. This episode was brought to you by me, Stephen Cummins. If you enjoyed the podcast, please don't forget to share it with your network, subscribe to the series, and give the show a rating. Thank you.